On today's episode of the Investing Revolution, uh, we are going to continue to dive through our property management toolbox series, and we have one of my very good friends, Tyler Nichols from Second Nature, join us, joining us on the podcast today. This is going to be exciting, folks. This is the Investing Revolution, a podcast designed to help your real estate investment strategy. On this podcast, we'll teach you the actionable steps to take and pitfalls to avoid so that your real estate investing can thrive. Welcome to the Investing Revolution. I am your host, as always, Jonathan Cook. And with me, we have a very special guest again today and one of my very close friends, Tyler Nichols of Second Nature. You are the regional sales manager for us. And uh, we have been friends for, for years. You were, as a matter of fact, one of the very first NARPM vendors that I ever spent any time with. You were the very first podcast guest that I ever recorded with years ago, long before this podcast existed. Um, yeah. and, and I'm very excited to have you on today. T Tyler, welcome, buddy. How are you doing, man? Thanks, man. I I'm good. It's good to be here. It is uh, it is funny to come full circle after the last like four and a half years, it feels like. Yeah. I mean, so uh, listeners, um, I, I, I my previous podcast, we, we I spent a lot of time talking about property managers to property managers. We really weren't focused on the investor as much as we were kind of talking in the industry about, um, you know, how best to be property managers, best practices. And uh, the very first people that I was ever like, oh my gosh, I have to have on the very first podcast was was Tyler and Andrew Smallwood. We sat down in, um, oh, we were in the guest house at Graceland in Memphis, Tennessee, sitting down right in, in a conference. I think we're at the Memphis five-star event. I think we all yeah. had beers in our hand because it was during uh, like the happy hour event moment. Um, true. I think a few of us had two. Uh, yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure I had two. I think Brian yeah. Jenkins was drinking like a, a whiskey and ginger ale or something like that. That sounds about right. But we, we had a great time discussing at that point in time. And, and I'm sorry, second nature, but it was filter easy at the time. Which was fantastic. But today, you are second nature and you are sporting an RBP hoodie, which I failed to get when we were in Vegas. And uh, I've been told by Blaze and Andrew and several other people that they're going to get me one of those hoodies because I hear they're like the softest, most wonderful things on the planet. It is true. You need one. I, uh, if you saw, if you were able to see my drawer, you mm -hmm. would know that I have uh, more than a handful. Well, I'm I'm actually kind of shocked that I'm not wearing uh, either a triple win shirt, a a second nature shirt, a PMX shirt, or uh, the number of second nature um, merch and and articles of clothing I have is astronomical. I mean, I, I love to collect them from my favorite people. Weirdly enough, uh, I've got more probably Tenant Turner and uh, second nature gear than probably everybody's. Which hey vendors, FYI. Just, just putting it out there, guys. Just putting it out there. So, Tyler, can you walk us through, like, how the the RBP, the Resident Benefits Package, uh, really uh, works for a resident? What that is is uh, providing for property managers and investors that really kind of makes it a true triple win for everybody involved here. Do you mind just giving us a little bit of insight on on how that works? I know it would take full 90 minutes if we wanted to go through everything in it, but just kind of uh, 
the the philosophy the the philosophical concepts behind it yeah i mean the the, the whole idea here is you know if you if you look at property management as a whole and renting as a whole in the past <clears throat> it's really come down to residents are used to doing two things right they pay rent they have a place to live and that's really where everything stops what the rbp does and resident benefits package does is it kind of turns that whole idea on its head and so now we're finding a way where we can create a package that's full of different products and services that number one attract a higher quality applicant right when you add in things like renter's insurance and credit reporting and filter delivery right these are things that a higher quality applicant is going to care about they're going to appreciate Number two, how can we get them to stay with you longer, right? Because when it comes for renewal time, they look at it and go, you know, hey, I, I really, I'm looking around at other different properties for rent and I'm not seeing this with most other PMs. I, I think a lot of our listeners will, will hear that and, and hear me over and over and over and over on this podcast specifically talk about the largest loss for a real estate investor in rental properties is vacancy. And, and you know, w- when I first started working in property management, this is this is years ago. I didn't even call myself a property manager. I was a real estate agent that happened to know some investors that had rental property, and I tried not to screw it up as much as possible. But but the reality there was, I mean, tenants were lasting. You know, tenants would move in for one year and stay for one year and then find some better place to move out the next. And, and it was it was the same cycle over and over and over. And there was always about a month or two month kind of lag between them because, well, now we've got to get the, the property back in rent ready shape. Now we've got to market it and find a new resident to move in. And and at that, that point in time, I mean, all, all you're able to offer, and, and this is, you know, kind of just advice for anybody listening to this. Any of our investors that are that are considering self management, because when you are self managing, and and you know, I'm, I'm going to tell a story here in just a second about a, a client that I've been. He's not a client actually. He's just a guy that has been calling me for the past like two months about advice because he is stuck with a real estate agent property manager that that has been trying to market his property for rent and ha- it's been sitting on the market for like, I think at this point, like 58, 60 days, something along that range. And he wanted to come to us and he couldn't because his contract wouldn't, uh, he, he had no termination clause in it, so he couldn't exit. And he's just sitting there. He's like, well, Jonathan, can you just help me out with like, how do you guys find tenants? Our average days on market time frame is nine days, Tyler. And a large portion of that is because when someone rents one of our properties, they're not just getting you know, an address and a key. They're they're not just getting online bill pay options. They're not just getting 24-hour a day maintenance services. They're getting a suite of of additional benefits that they are not going to get without us. They can't. We, We are able to in the same market when two houses are side by side and every other thing about them is the same. But one of them comes with an RBP powered by second nature. Like that's hundreds of dollars worth of like additional added value to a resident. And and you talked about credit reporting. You talked about uh, renter's insurance. And as these are things that exactly what you said, higher quality tenants or higher quality residents, these are things that they're looking for. They have options, right? The best, the best residents 
among the pool of potential rental applicants, the, the highest quality of them have the most number of options, right? Correct. Like I can, I can rent any place. My credit's great. I've never had any issues renting. I have all the money that I can afford whatever rent I want to. I can right. choose whatever. So let's talk about what we use to sit there and kind of, it's, it's sweetening the deal. Can you walk us through what all, well, let's talk about second nature from, from the beginning. Can we talk about the actual filter delivery product that that is how I was introduced to second nature, you know, almost five years ago. Can we talk about that aspect and what it does, not only for the resident, but also how that in turn protects our uh, investor clients. And then can we walk through what's in the, that resident benefits package? Cause in my opinion, I think almost every single portion of the resident benefits package weirdly acts as this like double-edged sword to where, yeah, it's great for the tenant if they're doing everything right, but it's, it's the, it's the behavioral, um, you know, aspect of this that we're, we're trying to incentivize positive behavior. So can you speak a little bit to that? Yeah. I mean, we, the, the, to me, the wildest part about this whole thing, it, even from the filter easy days, when all we did as a business was ship filters, right. Directly to residents' homes, save them time. Uh, of course, you know, it's, it's always and forever been up to the resident to change the air filters. And we all know nobody does it. And it's just been this standard thing that in property management, most people had just accepted. Like, we just know that we're going to get a, about 10% of people that change it. All of this was born out of requests from property managers. This was not, none of this was really our idea. Yeah. We had a couple of property managers that were using our uh, direct to consumer line, which is how we started. If you owned a home, we would ship you filters on a schedule. And I said, hey, man, we use this at our house. We love it. Uh, but we also manage properties. And like, it's tough to get residents to change filters. You guys have a program. And we didn't at the time we cre created one. That obviously re went really well. We saw like a 40% reduction in HVAC maintenance tickets after we started shipping filters to people. Um, and from an investor perspective, it's like, you know, what do I really want? Well, of course, I want the home to be rented and I want people to stay in it. But then how can I minimize all the maintenance costs? Um, so that's that's great, right? The number one thing you can do for the HVAC filter to increase the lifespan of the unit is to change the filter. So we one saw of the for that. expensive capital expenses is the HVAC system too. I mean, especially nuts. nowadays, six or seven thousand dollars to replace a system. It's way more right. expensive than painting a house. If it can be exactly. prevented with a filter being delivered to someone's front door, oh please. Let's, let's sign up for all of that. What is right. the, you know, for, for a resident, I know it, it's going to reduce their overall heating and cooling bill, you know, a, a, by a pretty good margin because it, it's exactly what we're talking about with, with the convenience um, aspect of things. I, I know there have been, you know, several times before I, had my filters delivered by, you know, uh, second nature. There, there've been several times when it's, you know, I'd go to work and my wife would call me in the middle of the day. Hey, when you, when you get off work, don't forget to run by Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, grab a filter, bring it. I mean, I have lived in the same house for something like 
13 years. So I, you would think that I would know what my filter size is. Tyler, I'm here to tell you, I don't know. I, I've yeah. lived in the same, I've, I've, I've replaced the same filters for years. I don't know what size it is. So like if I drove, you know, home from work and then had a miraculous moment where I remembered to stop at Home Depot or Lowe's or Walmart, as opposed to being like, God, I got to get home. I got to do this. I got to take the kids here. I got to, you know, walk the dog. I've got to get all this done. I got to cut the grass. If I did magically remember, oh, stop at Home Depot and grab it. You walk in, you get to that filter aisle and you're like, is it 24 by 20? Is it 30? Uh, I don't remember. And you have to call someone or you just go, you know what? Screw it. I'll, I'll, I'll get it tomorrow. Cause I'll go home and I'll look at it. I'll take a picture of it and I'll remember. And then you know that that takes weeks of doing the same thing over and over. You forget, you get busy, you just forget it. And then maybe one day you finally do buy it and then stick it up in there. But having them delivered right to that front door, there's a major convenience there, but it's also going to actually save our residents money. It, it, it is. And, and it's not, you know, it's not going to be massive. Right, might save them ten or fifteen percent annually. Sure, but at the end of the day, what it really does, and what we're trying to solve for, is we we had ran some data with property mills a couple of years ago, and we had <clears throat> looked at like, hey, what is the one reason why people don't renew? Of course, there's several several different reasons, but the the top reason was some sort of negative maintenance experience. Oh, right, God, of course. How long it took, or whatever the case may be. So, to boil it all down, if we can save any sort of those negative maintenance experiences from ever happening, will they stay longer? And I, I mean, yeah. if that's the number one reason, I think the answer is yes. Yeah, of course. Right. And, and what's so? Let's get a little before we get into additional benefits here, and an additional, you know savings for a resident. Let's dive into that, that, that coster. So yes, the, the tenant themselves save a little bit of money on the heating and cooling bill, but let's talk about the 40%. And, and I'm going to use 40% because I know that those are our internal numbers. 40% of, of reduced maintenance on the HVAC system year after year. That, that's our yep. internalized average. So, I mean, is that roughly or pretty close to what we're seeing kind of across the board nationally? And, of course, I mean, being in the southeast, we run our HV. I mean, it's it's the day before Thanksgiving, which very, very thankful for you on the podcast today with us here, Tyler. Thank you so much. Um, but, I mean, it's November, and, yeah, it's 40 degrees in the morning, but by the afternoon, I've got my HVAC on. I've, I've got the heating cooling on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're, we're in the south. So, I know nationwide it's going to vary but like are y'all seeing similar numbers for just reduced maintenance costs over time so what what's crazy is you, you all's numbers specifically because you guys were one of the the partners in the study and it was like 7700 units yeah y'all's was closer to like 49 50 percent sure nationally it was like right at 40 yeah which is that, see that's so much when, when we're talking about Maintenance for HVAC-related repairs. I mean, th this is one of those things that, that I consult with investors on a massive scale. We, I, I will tear apart a portfolio, and we will, you know, talk about every penny spent. The largest 
average maintenance or the, the largest maintenance cost time after time, almost exclusively every single year becomes either plumbing or HVAC repairs. That That's what it always is. Plumbing, that's because kids flush Barbies down toilets. You're not going to stop that anytime soon with any kind of program, but it's the lack of replacing a filter is such a huge problem. Even when we deliver them to their front door with people. But right. when I'm looking at outside investors' properties here, I'm sitting there going like, so you spent you spent $400 every single year in, in heating and cooling expenses here. And what, what were those on? Because that's not enough to replace a unit. And they're like, well, they had to run out there and put Freon in it. They had to go out there and clean the coils. They had to go out there and replace the compressor. And when you just average it all up annually, it, you know, it's this number. And I'm like, you know, it would be a really good solution for you. What if your tenant replaced the filter every month or every 60 days or whatever the math is to it? And it's like, oh, yeah, when we when we're able to provide that solution for them and then they see it the next year where they're like. We saved we saved two hundred and sixty dollars this year on, on you know, our, our expenses went down on this one line line item. And that took us from not cash flowing to we made a positive cash flow this year just by reducing that and all they've done was just have us manage the property and we provide <laughs> an RVP that, that solves that issue, which, which is huge. And, and for investors, I know it's all about saving money. Saving money on maintenance cost is huge. Saving money on vacancy is huge. So let's, let's go into the additional benefits that we're getting here. I mean, I know we've already, we, you kind of talked about the credit reporting here. You, you, you talked a little bit about some additional services with the insurance. Can we walk through what those additional benefits are for residents and why that is providing such value for people looking through their options, the best quality tenants looking through their options and going, this one has a front door and, and a lock. This one has right. all this other stuff. Which one am I going to choose? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think in understanding that most of the audience, right, is an investor. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do want to speak to it from that lens mm -hmm. right, of like, what do we really want? We've already talked about, we of course want the property rented. Uh, we want them to stay there, but, and forever that's, been, those have been the two, the two check marks, yeah. right? If we can do those things, we're good. Now I think we're coming into a phase where it's like, Hey, what else would you want if you could have it? Yeah. Right. If you could have it, what would you want? And I think the whole thing with the RVP again is how can we put things in it that incentivize behaviors that we want to see from the residents? So, you know, the behavior that we want, we want to see them change the filters. How do we incentivize that? We give them to them, right? Right <laughs> to the front door exactly when they should be changed. Um, you know, credit reporting. It's massive. It is arguably the biggest bill that any renter will have month over month. And it is never reported to any of the bureaus. It just hasn't been. It's so shocking. We, right. It's, it, it's, it's unbelievably shocking how industry-wide, I mean, as many people in, in our community that uses uh, RBP Powered by Second Nature, that's, that's one of the that's that's like the first time any of their tenants have ever experienced having their credit reported for rent. And it just seems like such a no-brainer type of situation. It's exactly what you said. It's their largest bill per month. Why wouldn't they be getting credit for it when they're paying it on time? 
and the ones that aren't, why wouldn't we be reporting negatively to their credit as well? I mean, like, what? why wouldn't you do that? I don't understand property managers that don't have a, a solution for this. You're just asking to, to remove some of that responsibility from a tenant and or give them less incentive to pay on time, right? I mean, yeah. Like there, and there, the other thing is like from a renter perspective, they're used to those things, right? They get keys, they get a place to live, they pay rent. And they're also used to being slapped on, slapped on the wrist when they do things wrong. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing with the incentivization side is how can we pat them on the back when they do things? Again, we already know this, that they should be doing, but how can we do it in a way where it makes them feel good? Mm -hmm. We their credit anywhere from 20 to 40 points over the course of the lease term. Uh, we can give them rewards for the same thing. We can give them the filters. We can give them renter's insurance. Like all of these things are things from, from my point of view as an investor that those I want my residents to feel good about doing the things that I want them to do. Yeah. I mean, see, and I, I think that is a shift that we're seeing um, in, in the real estate market right now, uh, we, we've all been spoiled for the past two years during COVID. Like it really talking to investors and talking with the, the number of, of real estate investors that I speak to on a, a regular weekly basis and everybody having these come aparts because their property is sat on the market for 20 days, 25, 30 days. And they're, they're, they're having, a complete come apart because they're so used to a market in which they are able to put a property on a market and, and before the weekend, they've got 25, 30 applications. They're like, uh, 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 the inventory is so low. I can, I could put a, you know, a cardboard box on the, on, on Zillow today and it'd be rented before, you know, I had time to check in on it, on it tomorrow. But now when the market has softened so much and I think every, uh, rental investor out there is looking for what is what is the magic button that what what is the magic keyword that I can put in my description or what what is the what is the program that I can get every it feels like everybody's trying to chase the bottom of a rental pricing market and and being someone who was in real estate during the crashes of oh eight oh nine I can remember selling properties that we were chasing the bottom of a price point because that's all we had. The, the only incentive to, to buy a property that I had, you know, listed over somebody else's was only price. And if you're only competing on a price standpoint, if that's the only incentive that you have to have someone rent your property or buy your property, if all you're competing on is price, well, then the only option you have is just to chase the bottom, be the lowest, be the cheapest. Correct. And providing, you know, an RVP is something that, you know, at Revolution, we haven't had to chase prices. We don't do that. And we're still hitting our average days on market is still nine days. It doesn't matter what the market says, 46 days in Lawrenceville or whatever, nine days. And why? It's because we're offering something else. We are, we are one of the few in, in a saturated market. If you're looking at, you know, 20 options here, because now you might have 20 options and you look through them and essentially they're all the same three bedroom, two bath, you know, in a nice neighborhood, a hardwood floors, granite countertops. Okay, well, you're not special offering that anymore. That's 
that's kind of standard. I mean, the real estate investors have made it to the Southeast and really made it all over the country. We Real estate investors understand that providing a high quality, you know, rental experience for someone is going to find the best quality tenants. So we're seeing rent ready condition looking a lot nicer than it did 15, 20 years ago. A rent ready condition nowadays in a rental property has granite has LVP flooring or hardwood floors. You know, it looks nice. Gone are the days of we're going to roll brown carpet in there and throw brown paint on the walls, and you're just lucky that you have a place to to live under a roof. Those days have been long gone. Now it's yeah. who's providing the nicest experience there. And when everybody has granite and everybody has, you know, nice fixtures and, you know, LED lights and everybody is providing all of the nice upgrades in a home, You've got to add something else. You have to. Something has to take you from median, everybody's got the same thing, to everybody has the same thing and the same price, except for this one is giving me a little bit more. And that little bit more is what we use to provide, you know, that extra little push, that extra little incentive that our our properties, I know, get leased way faster than anybody else's in, in any of the markets that we're in. It's just correct. And, and it's it's not even like a question. It's it's well, what is what is the days on market time frame in X Y Z market? And I mean, yeah, I'll look it up. I mean, I can I can dive through the MLS and see days on market and time frames and look at Zillow and look at all these things and go, looks like this market the average is, you know, forty one days. What do you think you can get it rented for me in forty one days? Oh, I'll, I'll get it rented in ten. No, like, how exactly this? This is what we're talking about here, and. Yeah. That's what I think investors have to look for. When you are buying properties, if, if you are buying a property that you're intending to, to rent to someone, you're, you're not buying it and flipping it and selling it. You are looking for a long-term real estate investment that is going to include a, a renter, that is going to include someone renting the property from someone. And if you're looking for the property manager to operate that business because every single rental property that anyone in America owns is its own little business. It's a small business. And I mean, people in the, the current generations are looking more, looking for way more, right? It's it, gone are the days of, Hey, it exists, buy it. It exists, rent it. It's here. It's, it's being offered. You've got to do that extra thing. And being a property manager, we know that we have to have a suite of technologies and, and options to make it to where it's it's not just that we collect the rent and we call maintenance, right? It's and I mean right. we I started with actually Landon Cooley from from PestShare was was the first vendor that I actually kind of recorded when I started thinking about I want to talk about a, a suite of tech and a like a toolbox here that we use that make it to where our investors win, right? Our investors, our residents, and us, we have a real triple win mentality. And how do we do that? And I started walking through all of the little add-ons that we have that's more than just, it's it's a house, it's a house, and it's available. What, what are we doing that's, that provides more? Now, that's, that's what we're getting at here is a professional property manager, someone that is doing you as an investor the service of running the business of that address better than anyone else is going to have a litany of 
vendors and, and tech in their toolbox toward they're providing better service than everybody else. And it's more than just, oh, we've got these guaranteed programs or we've got this. It's somebody's got to do some action here. And I think that the, the second nature team is one of the best, uh, you know, teams that I can use to kind of exemplify everything that I want to talk about with, with a property management toolbox. Cause y'all provide so much more than just a filter that y'all, y'all are providing a true experience to our residents. And I think that resident experience is so, it goes so far and above just, Hey, can we, can we handle maintenance issues quickly? Yeah. We have a service that, that helps us do that. Hey, can you market and take good pictures? Yeah. But it's it's so much more than we collect rent on time and we do a good job screening a tenant, which I mean I'd love to have Clay on and we'll talk about, you know, fine digs and, and the, the the process of screening tenants really well. And I'd love to, you know, talk about that. But it's the you know, we all do a pretty good job of finding a tenant in a in a property. But what are we able to add on top of it other than just screening the tenants? We want to get a lot of applicants here. We want to get the best quality applicants to come to us. It's real easy to screen our tenants when we're offering so much because they're like, well, I've got an 800 credit score. I've got plenty of income. Uh, you know, I've never had any rental negative rental history. I want to rent your property because look at all that comes with it. Can I please rent this? Pro-? Well, you know what? Absolutely. You have a, you have a spotless rental history, uh, you know, report here. Absolutely. That application is approved. Thank you, please. You're in. I mean, it's so much easier when, when those are the kind of applicants that we're getting and the big, the big key that I would say that allows us to have so many of those kind of applicants is absolutely second nature. I mean, you know, I I appreciate you saying that. I, I think, you know, the same could be said for you guys as well, right? Like the, you know, you brought this up earlier, like gone are the days where somebody just expects to get a home. We, we've all been told, like, we know at the end of the day, you know, when somebody buys a car or they buy whatever, on a surface level, it's like, they're just buying the car. Mm-hmm. Well, no, not really. What they are buying is the experience that they were sold on what it would be like to own it. Yes. And so now, right. So now with renting, it's not just about, yeah, of course, they're not buying the home, they're renting but they do want the experience of being in the home and having all of these services taken care of. And I, I think speaking to that is like why I believe that you guys do so well and why days on market are nine as opposed to 40. It's because you guys offer an experience that they cannot get anywhere else. And they want, they want to be able to rent a place and stay in a place where it feels like they own it. Yes. Right. There's an experience there that they cannot get anywhere else. And you guys nail that. So to, to, to bring it full circle and talk about Memphis again, I believe it was, uh, was it, was it Scott King who we were with in yes. Memphis and we went and had barbecue, barbecue spaghetti. We have barbecue. We spaghetti. Did. Scott? Good yes. Lord. I'm pretty sure that it was Scott that that actually said these words to me and I think Brian Jenkins at the time, maybe Deb Newell and Jennifer Stoops and all of our pals made a point. I mean, and he, he manages properties in Memphis, which is uh, typically speaking a, a lower income area. And so those are C-class kind of properties. They're, they're definitely not, you know, million dollar homes in Alpharetta or whatever, but, but he made a point about, 
his residence staying in, in the properties for a long time. And, and the thing that he said that I just, I think me and, and Brian Jenkins says this all the time, there's a difference between a, a tenant that says, I stay at this address, right? This is where I stay. That implies a very temporary existence. And another tenant that says, I live here. Because one is a home. One is a home. And right. you take much better care of your home. The ones that live in your properties are way, way better residents than the tenants that stay there for a short amount of time. And I think one of the biggest things we can do to make that small difference, that, I mean, and, and that's just wording, but I don't think it was explained better than that in, in all these years than, than that little difference there. And it's a mindset thing to get that right. kind of good mindset of I live here. It's exactly what you just said. It's a home. They want to feel that it's theirs. And what we can do to provide that difference is just offer them the best possible experience. And 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 I think, you know, in terms of kind of like my final thoughts here, I mean, you can wrap it up by saying the best people in the industry, the people that have the best quality residents, the best services are the ones that recognize the difference between those two things and are making an active uh, attempt at, at making sure that all of their residents live in these homes as opposed to stay at these properties, right? Is there, is there anything else that I can get you to, to add to that or, or stamp it with your approval before we uh, you know, get on out of here and I'll let, let us all get back to our Thanksgiving festivities. I'm sure my wife is cooking something with cranberries and turkey. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, I think you nailed it, right? Like tenants stay, residents live. Yeah. And it, at the end of the day, if we can create that, the latter, buddy, it's, it's game over at that point. And I think that's a triple win for everybody involved. We're all happy. I, I so bad want to just like, right, we're, we're way over, we're over 30 minutes. And I just want to be like, stop, you know what? We're hitting 90. Let's talk about a triple win experience and just talk about that for another hour, hour and a half. But, uh, you know, I want to, I want to tell everyone that, that's listened today. Thank you so much for, you know, downloading, listening, watching on YouTube, however you're here with us. Um, I, I, this will probably be released after Thanksgiving, but we are recording the day before Thanksgiving. So I want to say thank you all to all of our listeners. You, you make me want to come back and do this every other week. I love having Good friends like Tyler, come on and and spend time with me here. Tyler, thank you so much for joining us today. I mean, I haven't got to see you as much this year as as I have, you know, previously because, hey, man, I, I said it last time we hung out. You're moving up in the world. I don't, I don't get to hang out with you as much as as I used to. But I, I really appreciate you taking time and and talking with us here today. Thank you so much, and uh, make sure listeners. Like, subscribe, hit the bell notification, and come back uh, in two weeks when uh, we will be continuing to dive through through some more topics like this. Thank you so much, Tyler. Thank you so much, man. 